Hey, everybody, you're listening to Crystal here with the Plant Pusher podcast. And what's really, really exciting is that we're here with you to always talk about all things plants, colors, textures, shapes, their impacts on your life. I love working with plants. I love introducing you to new plants. And here at Plant Pusher, that's what I do. I push you straight to the plants. Welcome to the Plant Pusher. Today, we're talking again. We're talking about amazing plants. And listen, I got a question. Have you guys ever been out to eat? You went somewhere special or you took a special person on, on an evening out with you and they bring a beautiful plate of food to your table. And then on the plate, the plants are there. How do you treat the plants? So I've got a special guest today. I've got Chef Brian with me and we're talking about Good morning. Plants on plates. And so you want to kind of go over and talk about this thing. Is it for decor or is it for the tummy? What are we doing? Finishing herbs. Normally I like to use dill, basil, um, fresh herbs like thyme, parsley, chopped up really fine where you could sprinkle it on top of whatever you are serving your loved ones, a client. Um, I feel like it brings more flavor to the forefront once they take one to two bites in. Okay, so when they bring out that plate, let's say that you're having your favorite meal. There's a side of rosemary. Do you move the rosemary over? What do you do? I kind of like, I was always told to always, whatever you put on the plate needs to be edible. Uh -huh. so, so do you eat it? Depending on what, what I'm eating. I saw it. a question in his eyes, guys. I, I saw some wonderment there. And I'm going to tell you right now that you can't see him, but I can see him for you. There is some doubt there, people. <laughs> well, oh, come on. See, ignorance is bliss. And until you introduced me to that, even though I, I am a chef, I didn't know to have like rosemary with steak. So you weren't eating your compliments. Okay, so here's no, what happened. I was not. Once upon a time, we went out to eat and they brought this beautiful meal to him. It was the proteins of his choice. Ago. And we're not going to talk about what proteins they were because it's not important. But as they brought the proteins out to him, it had beautiful rosemary on a plate, some potatoes and other things. And I was like, hey, what are you doing with that? And he was like, what? I was like, eat it. And he was like, what? And I was like, eat it. Take a piece of the rosemary, put it on top of your protein, take a piece of the rosemary, put it on the fork with your potatoes. And Mind watch blown. what happens. Mind blown. He was like, what? And I was like, it's good, isn't it? It elevated the plate. Yes, it did. It made everything on the plate taste so much better. So the question is, in Western society, are we letting them bring the little mean green on the plates and we ignoring it? Are y'all completely missing things like having your palate cleansed by parsley, which is really, really good yeah. for your digestive system and your health? So, you know, there are other beautiful things you can put on a plate, like mint. Uh, you can also use sorrel. You can use thyme, dill, bay leaves, coriander. Chervil and tarragon as well, but that's more European, but but you can use that as well. What about chives? Chives, yeah. I love wild chives. I grow them wild in my yard, and I, I eat them all the time. Oregano on a salad. So anytime you get this accompaniment, what? You have to be careful with fresh oregano. Fresh oregano is very potent. It's like a one-two combo. So you want to use that little as possible. Little, you know, the saying little goes a long way with it when it comes to oregano and uh, margarine. I would use a little. Of That's true. It is fresh. bold. It is bold. If it's fresh. Okay. I like mint. So I've been putting mint on everything. As you know, my my mint is growing wild right now. I mean, and I do mean wild. Like it's taking over. It's about three, four feet tall. I cut it. 
I dehydrated. We use it in desserts, fruit salads, meals, you name it. I create products from it, but I really, really love mint on a plate. I love it in drinks. Drop some in my water. Versatile, very versatile. Yeah, I put some in my water, my lemonades, my juices, anything. I, I'll take mint all day. And guess what? Mint also is nature's deodorizer. So what type of mint are you using? Do you know the specific... Uh, Variety? Mm-hmm. I grow chocolate mint and I grow standard spearmint and peppermint, but I love all three. Um, what I like about chocolate mint is it looks like a regular mint leaf, but when you when, even when you snap it, it smells like chocolate. When you taste it, it tastes like chocolate. It's phenomenal. It's called chocolate mint. It's beautiful. So you can make like a chocolate dish and have the mint, chop the mint in it. Yeah. Where it's like different profiles of chocolate, but in different forms. Remember when you were growing up as a kid and you went, sometimes you go to dinner with your parents or you get ice cream yeah. and they would have mint sometimes on the plate near the ice cream. Yeah. That's what it was for. Put a sprig of that mint. Take a bite when you eat your ice cream. Like it elevates because ice cream is sweet. The mint is refreshing and tingly. It elevates that palate. It's just like if you've ever had uh, the Spanish version of ice cream, the chocolate ice cream with cinnamon in it, yeah. how the cinnamon just took the chocolate to a whole, whole nother level. level. And you're like, what have I been missing my whole life? Mexican hot chocolate. Uh-huh. But growing up, we also had it in ice cream. So we would go like, uh-huh, to the Mexican dessert stores and we would get our ice cream that way. And it was phenomenal. See, in my background, we had different types of ice creams. We had rum raisin ice cream, grape nut ice cream. We had, it was called Taste of Tropics. Taste of Tropics yeah. had different types of, of ice creams, not vanilla. They did have vanilla, but nobody really cared for it. Mm. We would have like really, really um, eclectic flavor mm. profiles of ice cream. Yeah. Those are the top two. Like, rum raisin was the best because it did have rum in it. <laughs> so as a kid, you feel like, you know, you feel like an adult. <laughs> but This is terrible. Just, really, say, really just say no, kids. <laughs> It's but really, I mean, really it's really cool. It's kind of like in, in different um, Asian cultures, how they have different flavors of ice cream that like pistachio we do here. But you might see something else like you might see like a turmeric infused ice cream. Like you see ice creams that are a little more savory with the sweet. Where in Western culture, we eat more of the sweet with the sweet. Yeah. So it's really, really fun to try them the other way around. Um, so let me ask you a question. When the holidays come around, do you cook with more sage only around the holidays or do you do it all year round? Well, sage is more cooler, colder weather. Mm -hmm. Normally, like we use sage when it comes around. I use sage like around chicken because around that time the temperature is changing and you braise more than you actually grill. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Sunday evening dinners, you have roasted chicken. You can use sage there or for Thanksgiving. You know, poultry season is just nothing but parsley, dried parsley, sage, um, I believe a little white pepper, and one more ingredient, um, probably dried parsley. So we can harvest that sage and stuff our, whatever we choose yeah. to stuff, with the same seasonings. Yes. Oh, you know, it'd be good. What's that? If we, if we took mushrooms and sliced them like steak, and then, or like um, the thicker mushroom... That is um, portobello? portobello and stuffed it like you would any other like holiday yeah. meal, but stuff it with all the same stuffing and trimmings, including the sage inside the mushroom. Yeah. And so you get that meaty texture. So there's this really dope guy I follow on social media and he does like the coolest things with mushrooms and I love him for it. Yeah, right. yeah he does like, he'll make nuggets out of them. What's his name? 
uh, Turn Up Vegan. Turn Up Vegan, yeah. And there's another guy. I feel like I met him last night on social media, <laughs> even though I don't know him in real life. And he was like actually taking you out to forage with him. And he was like snatching huge fungi off trees and like grilling them and cutting them up outdoors with butter and seasoning them with fresh herbs he was gathering. And I was like, mind blown. Lobster mushrooms. He did some of those last night Lobster and they look so good. so much like lobster. He said he makes a lobster roll out of them. Yeah, that's a vegan-based lobster. So the thing I love about, you know, technology is that you're finding substitutes for meat. So that means you can change your lifestyle because too much consumption, of, too much of anything is bad. Too much consumption of meat is bad on the body. And so basically having that kind of balance with more... If you don't feel like eating meat one day, you could substitute for lentils, jackfruit. And now we have different varieties of mushrooms we could use to substitute Well, they've always that. been there. People just kind of weren't using but them. But we, we didn't have the knowledge. So that's why I said ignorance is bliss at times because it's it's we don't know. We got away from it. I think we used to have it. And then society taught us that about convenience. Let's eat what's convenient. And that became the problem. It became a beast. And then you had all these health problems kind of spring forward from it that much more. Yeah. Think about it. Once upon a time, you didn't hear about so many people having diabetes once upon a time. Obesity. You know, yeah. or obesity wasn't as much of an issue once upon a time. Exactly. But of course, these things have kind of crept into our lifestyle because of the eating habits and the, and, you know, just being, you know, not moving as much as some should. So let's go back to this. So if I made a vegan lobster roll from the mushrooms, what herbs would accompany it to send it over the moon? Would I serve on the side? So, Basically, I would make um, first get some kelp, which is seaweed. Yeah. So I would make like a little dashi broth and then reduce that and add the butter and then finish it with sauteing the lobster mushroom with this broth. That gives it more of like that sea taste. So you, Oh, you using think, the kelp as the seaweed to the mushrooms to, to make it, it taste oceany to give umami. it a more. That's what we're talking about. I umami. like that. You're talking kind of sexy about the mushrooms. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That would be great to serve, though. Honestly, no, really. Like if you had like a gathering somewhere and you served that along with that um, watermelon mint salad we were talking about, because mint's in season, watermelon's in season, harvest some of these lobster mushrooms. But that's where foraging comes in hand because then if you know where you could find these these mushrooms, you're living off the land. That means you don't have to go to the supermarket to get these mushrooms. Right. You know, um, you just have to know location, 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 yeah. you know, and know what's good, what you can and what you cannot forage because... So when we go out to a fancy restaurant moving forward, if we ever go out to another one, are you going to eat the herbs and plants on your plate? Of course, of course. You're going to try it? Of course. Okay. So now I want to start whipping out random accompaniments when I cook things I'm a, and ask people to eat them. Like, hey, eat this. It's going to be on the side. I'm all about what's on the side now. Like, I got to see it. It's like the side chick that's not leaving. Okay. The plants on the plate are the side chicks that's not leaving. I swear to God. So if you bring me a meal and it has like a side, like roasted peppers, I want to eat the peppers with whatever I'm eating. That is not, has not been my lifestyle before. But over the last couple of years, it's something I've really grown to love because it elevates the palate so much. It makes every meal taste so much better. Uh, so I'm excited. And that means I can't catch you not eating the plants on your plate. Oh, trust me. I could eat. I could eat. Eating the everything. Like, I like, the like plate. take your time and working through the plate and enjoying it on every level. I will. Because it's, it's just like mind-blowing to see how just something very 
very insignificant to the plate enhances it so much. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of like the other day when you had that, um, you had an amazing tomato soup the other day. And I had, what did I have? I had like a like a lemon. I had like a, a lemon, lemon orzo, soup. Chicken orzo. But it was like lemon. It was like, but it had, was very heavy on the citrus flavor. And in a warm soup, you almost don't think about the lemon being the showstopper. The lemon was the highlight. There might've been chicken in the broth, maybe, but it really wasn't any of my bowl that I saw really at all. Yeah. It was the rice. It was the citrus. I was blown how tasty it was. Yeah. Then it had this finishing oil on top of it that was just a byproduct of, um, you could tell it was from the citrus, but it was so tasty that every time I took a bite, it cleansed my palate. My mouth felt cleaner every time because I was able to better, like, taste the food. I was just, I was amazed. I was like, yes, please give me more of this. And that was just my starter. So I really was impressed. I feel like other cultures outside of Western society really continue to carry the torch on elevating your palate with every single ingredient where sometimes in Western culture, we, we, we kind of, sometimes our ingredients get too blended in. It's basic. It's simple. If you look at Indian cuisine, the reason why they use ginger and garlic, ginger and garlic has so many properties for the body it helps out through each meal so that's why they incorporate that turmeric you know and i could go on and on with uh -huh. ingredients but there's certain there's a method to the madness once you understand why they do certain things the madness is simply understandable you know the reason why you add onions and garlic is to not only accentuate what you're cooking, but it actually infuses the oil with it. So if you're making a sauce, now the sauce not only has, you know, whether it's a tomato, that's the major showstopper, but now it has garlic and onion undertones in the sauce. So if you mix it with the pasta or you mix it with whatever, you could taste that. Okay. And by the way, I, I have a, a deep love for garlic. I know I'm not supposed to. I'm working on easing back, but I really do love it. I love the way it makes me feel. I don't love the way it smells as much like when, you know, but I love the way it feels and I love the way it elevates a plate as well. Guilty as charged. Bring on the mint, the rosemary, the basil, the thyme, the oregano, the ginger, the clove. Bring it all. And also, do you know that certain fruits go well with certain um, herbs like watermelon and mint? Okay. Cantaloupe and mint. Basil and... I like basil with tomato. Honeydew. No. Yet. I've never had it. Basil and honeydew? Yeah. I'm not saying have the Thai basil with it. I'm just saying have the uh, the Italian basil with honeydew. It will blow your mind. Is that good? It's good. Okay. I'm going to try it. Now, don't be misleading my little stomach. Because she does not like to be I mistreated. Will not. At all. Okay, okay. So, you're going to make this... Am I going to... Invite me so I can eat some, please. I got to report back to the peoples because the fellow uh, plant cousins, they know what time it is. I will not mislead your belly. And really, let's see if we can get him to make us a mousse from avocado and uh, cacao because that's what I really need in my life. Because I need something that's rich and creamy, that's decadent, that makes me feel like I'm sinning even if I'm not. Um, and so, let's do that with plants. It's what we do because you guys came in today. So we appreciate you stopping by the Plant Pusher Thank and let us you. push all these dope plants on you today. So stay tuned and I look forward to talking to you again. It's your favorite Plant Pusher.
This show, Plant Pusher Podcast, is brought to you by Possibilities Podcast Platform. We appreciate you listening. Stay tuned. Your favorite episode is up next.